0: Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander.
1: Hello, hello, Simon here, and I want to take a minute to really thank you for tuning in today and listening to the episode. Let's jump in right away. Today's featured guest is Dale Stevens He's an American entrepreneur, speaker, and author. He's the founder of UN College, which is a social movement that aims to change the notion that going to college is the only path to success. Stevens has been profiled in world publications such as CNN, New York Times, Fast Company, and many others. Dale, welcome. Thanks for it. Have me. Dale, if you could teach everyone in the world one thing, what would it be?
0: <laughs> I think the I think the skills that are really key to being entrepreneur are, are self awareness and self control, uh, being able to uh, be diligent and and make good choices, um, and uh, s- be able to to know the things that you don't know. I think are two of the most important things. Um, entrepreneur.
1: So really knowing your strengths and weaknesses.
0: Yeah, and and being self-aware enough to know uh, when you don't know something. There's this this concept that we like to to talk about with our students in psychology called the zone of proximal development. Uh, And at the center, there's the things that you can already do. Um, And outside of that, there's the things that you can do with help. Uh, And outside of that, there's the things that you can't do. Um, and you you want to stay in the in the zone of proximal development, which is the area of things that you can do with help, uh, so that you're so that you're constantly challenging yourself, um, because you don't want to you don't want to go too far and go off the edge and get too frustrated and challenged, and you also don't want to stick too close to what you already know.
1: So tell me more about finding that sweet spot.
0: It's a it's a balancing act, and and and, and that's why being self aware is is so important, um, so that you're. You're in tune with yourself and in tune with, with the challenges that that you're facing.
1: So focusing on your strengths and not caring about your weaknesses, um, was that the same reason you dropped out of university as well?
0: I think that generally that has been uh, the philosophy that I've taken more so than, than focusing on my weaknesses. That said, you know I do think that it's super important to get a basic understanding of things that are essential to how the business world works, even if they aren't your strengths, right? Um, even if you aren't a good writer, knowing how to write well is really important, right? Even if you aren't a math person, knowing how to use Excel is super important. Um, and those are, those are things that, you know, even if they're hard for you and even if they're weaknesses, I, I think there are some things that are, that are very important for you to at least get a basic. Um, basic competency with uh, to be able to be successful in the business world.
1: I love that. Uh, Let's go back on your journey as an entrepreneur. There seems to be a time in every entrepreneur's life when they realize sort of one or two things about themselves that they couldn't work for someone else anymore or did they have this calling to make a huge difference? Uh, which side of the fence you see yourself on, and take us back when you discovered it?
0: Yes, I've, I've, I've always been an entrepreneurial person. Uh, I started uh, my first business delivering flowers in my hometown when I was when I was a kid, and I ended up starting a uh, photography studio uh, as a teenager. So I've, I've definitely always been an entrepreneurial person. Um, I think I think the thing that's that's been more clear is that I'm not the kind of person who wants to uh, work for a large company, um, working for a small company, less than less than 20 people is probably my sweet spot and probably what I'll do, uh, for the rest of my life. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily only working for myself. Um, but knowing what the sweet spot of the size of company and the size of impact that I can have, um, Is really important, and the the types of skills that are required uh, for working at a small company, working at a scaling company, and working at a large established company are really really different. Um, and it's 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 more of uh, a personality uh, question than anything else. How much tolerance for risk do you have? Uh, how much do you care do you care about having uh, to politic around and uh, massage other people's egos to get things done, versus how much do you want to just be able to go and uh, do something and make and uh, and ask questions later?
1: You said that when you were a teenager, you delivered flowers and had a photo studio, so you had that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you. Do you believe that people can learn to become entrepreneurs or is it something you're born with?
0: yeah. i mean i think I think I think entrepreneurship is is a learned skill set for sure. um I think that there's some questions around uh, someone's natural tolerance for risk that uh, are very, very personal, Um, and people's tolerance and appetite for risk changes over their lifetime um, with respect to uh, their own personal financial situation, what their family's situation is, uh, whether or not they're having kids. right? there's so many things that impact whether or not someone's in a place to be an entrepreneur. And I see that having to do more with your appetite for risk and how much risk you're willing to take than anything else.
1: I want to talk about formal education for a second. You dropped out of school. Could you take us back uh, when you did it and give us a reason uh, and the mindset you had when you pulled that trigger?
0: Sure. Um, you know, it's been it's been an interesting experience uh, thinking back on what my college experience was like. I, mean, I think that my biggest frustration at the time was that I didn't I, I was I didn't feel like the people around me had a clear sense of who they were or what they wanted to do, um, and I also just I really wanted to be in a place where I was where I felt challenged. Um, and people were um, uh, really pushing themselves to, to do different things, and so that was that was very very different than, um, than 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 the mindset that most people were there. Most people were there because they didn't really know what they wanted to, to do after high school, and that was the next step.
1: So let's say there's one person in the audience who's in college right now and they're not enjoying it. They're thinking about starting their own business, but can't seem to find the time on the side. What advice would you give to that one person?
0: I think it depends on what you can, um, w- whether or not you can support yourself and whether or not you, you have a clear plan for what to do, right? If you're at a place where um, your earnings from whatever you're doing can, can support yourself for a... Uh, for a, a set period of time, then it's probably good to say, yeah, I'm going to take three or six months and, and focus on this. Um, if they're not quite there, it makes sense to do the same thing and say, okay, I'm going to work for X amount of time and try and get this to a place where it is s- s- sustainable. And if it doesn't get there, either I'm just going to consider it a side project or I'm going to put it down and try that, try the next thing. I think there needs to be a lot more structure around, um, uh, how people make decisions around their uh, entrepreneur pursuits. Because the reality is, is that most of them don't work
1: out, right? I really want to ask you about the first few years after you dropped out of college. Was it scary? Was it challenging? Tell us about that.
0: So when I left college, uh, this is in April of 2011, I was back to San Francisco um, and uh, started working on... Uh, I started working on a, a manuscript for a book, which turned into uh, Hacking Your Education, which I sold at Penguin in the summer of 2011, so July of 2011. And from throughout 2011 and 2012, I spent most of my time interviewing people who'd done interesting things with their lives without relying on formal education. So they'd gone on to be artists and entrepreneurs and doctors and lawyers, but um, they hadn't gotten there by relying on what they learned. My classroom. So essentially, I spent I spent two years uh, doing deep research into uh, the anatomy of what makes someone good at being self-directed, how you teach yourself these things, and um, that was a really amazing experience. And that experience uh, is what led to the development of of the Gap Year Program and our core thesis, which is instead of teaching people content why can't we teach people specifically how to learn Um, and focus on the skills that make you a better and more effective learner, things like how do you negotiate, communicate, keep yourself motivated, advocate for yourself, give and get feedback, all the kinds of things that you do as an adult, but no one bothers to teach you specifically. Uh, And our, our hunch was that if we taught those things specifically, uh, we could accelerate someone's someone's learning.
1: I know that you've had a lot of success as an entrepreneur, but I know it always hasn't been easy. So, could you look back, Dale, and pick a story of a failure or a major challenge you faced, and how you came that?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, life is life is life is not perfect, and there's lots of ups and downs. I think I think the biggest challenges for me came when, um, I decided to turn. On college of the movement and the idea and the book into um, a into an actual business. And and uh was excited and gung-ho about that, but hadn't done hadn't done the research um and prepared sufficiently for what that actually meant. Um and so the first the first six months of running the business were really rocky, right? Um I hadn't hired the right people, I hadn't set up the finances correctly, right? Um, and when you're, when you're in a place where it's make or break, um, it forces you to, to work really hard and, and get creative. And yeah, we emerged from that successfully, thankfully, but, um, you know, being in a place where you're close to running out of money and, uh, you've, you've not made the best choices in the team that's around you, um, to start with that's so hard. Unfortunately, we uh we raised some money and we hired a, a really great team and that team has been been with us the last three years um but yeah stuff is really hard to start
1: tell me what kept you going
0: <laughs> um well i mean lots of things i mean uh, you know initially uh my motivation was around wanting to um Wanting to change higher education and make it more accessible and affordable for everyone, uh, and I think now my motivation is more around the actual students that we serve and uh, my team, and making sure that they're uh, feeling successful and engaged and happy, and they have work. And so there's you know there's lots and lots of different reasons that people um, people people do these things. Um, and I think, you know, it's important that it, it changes over time.
1: I know you have a lot of ideas. You're a really creative person. Uh, Dale, when a new idea comes to your head, how do you know that it's worth your time, money and energy?
0: That, that answer is very, very different um, for an early stage idea versus, um, versus someone who is... Um, at the stage of running a company and already has insight into how to market um, and what their customer acquisition cost is. There's a lot more constraints, right? If you have an idea, the first step is obviously to go out and just talk to customers and ask what it is um, that they want, if they buy your idea, what they pay for it, um, that sort of thing. At the stage of company we're at, right, we are, we are a, we have a, a good idea of uh, what it costs to acquire customers. So when we're looking at new strategies, um, we are making decisions in comparison to the existing channels channels that we already have, right?
1: Great advice once again. Dil. Um, what is one thing that is really working for your business right now?
0: I think the key thing that's that's really rewarding and and that's working for what we do right now is, actually seeing the transformation in, in students after they do the program. We get a lot of students who who were like me when I was finishing high school who um, aren't exactly sure what they want, but they're really smart and hardworking and uh, and they want to figure it out. And um, It's really amazing to be able to see the support that we can provide with coaching and curriculum and um, help people uh, over the course of, of a relatively short period of time uh, emerge from the program with a really clear understanding of who they are, how they learn and what they want to do with their lives.
1: Uh, Do you feel you're going to go back to college ever?
0: (laughs) I doubt it. But who knows? Maybe. I'm not not, going to rule it out.
1: I want to talk about your book, uh, Hacking Your Education, Ditch the Lecture, Save Tens of Thousands, and Learn More Than Your Peers Ever Will. It's a great book, and it's highly rated on Amazon. Tell me, why did you write that book in the first place, as well as if you could sum it up in few sentences?
0: I started to end in, this a little bit earlier, but the, you know, the book is really about um, the skills that are required to be successful uh, in life, and specifically how you... Acquire those skills in a context outside of school. Um, and I think what became really apparent was, as I as I wrote the book, um, was that the skills that are required to succeed in life uh, frequently aren't taught in school. You know, I talked to I, mean, I talked to people who'd been who'd dropped out, those who'd gone to college, gotten degrees, but their degree has nothing to do with what they're employed in. Um, and it was really clear that these were people who had gotten good at Developing relationships with mentors and being self-aware and setting goals for themselves and actively putting themselves in uncomfortable situations and building really good personal networks, right? Um, all skills that uh, That don't require um, Anything other than your own self-motivation and determination and drive um, But are really make or break when it comes to finding success in life and um, it's been uh, really rewarding to see people take the book um, and use it as a, uh, as a tool. And I, um, you know, I wish that those kinds of skills and that, uh, that self-determination was, was present at a much earlier age. I think one of the challenges that we have with, with young people and kids these days is that we don't ask enough of people, right? Um, we, uh, parents coddle their kids and student and teachers tell their students exactly what to do. Um, instead of saying, you know, you could, you could figure that out. Um, uh, and turning the question back and, and forcing people to be, uh, more self-reliant. I think those are the kinds of things that are, that are really, really important.
1: You can get the book, uh, Hacking Your Education on Amazon. I highly recommend it. Um, Dane, I want to come to present day. Do you have an average day? Could you share that with us?
0: My days are, are pretty different. A lot of my days are uh, spent meeting with people, talking with people, uh, making sure that our program is on track, supporting our team, uh, communicating with our investors, going to conferences, finding new partners. Um, but in terms of the actual day-to-day, it's, it's pretty different.
1: Do you have any habits you follow day in and day out?
0: I've, I've been a big fan of uh, of journaling, free um, journaling in the morning to get my thoughts down on paper to make sure that my head isn't clouded by uh, whatever I was thinking about the day before or what I dreamt about. That's been a big, uh, that's been very important to me.
1: I love that. Uh, before we end today's talk, I want to talk about happiness. What brings you joy and makes you happy, Dale?
0: Lots of things. I mean, I think... I get a lot of happiness from knowing that I have a a community of friends and family that, uh, love and support me, that I can love and support. That's, that's really the baseline. Um, and then knowing that I'm, I'm working on something meaningful is the, is the second thing. Um, it's super important to be able to, uh, get up in the morning and actually care about what you do. And I, I wish that more people had that opportunity. I realize that I'm very lucky that it's true for me.
1: You've been so generous with your time. Definitely, last piece of guidance for the audience:
0: starting companies is is really hard, and uh, no one seems to to tell you that. So realize that you're uh, realize what you're in for before you even make the leap.
1: What's the best way to find your line and connect with you, Dale?
0: Uh, I'm Dale J. Stevens. Uh, really, across the internet on Twitter, or Facebook.
1: Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your journey with us.
0: For sure. Thanks very much for
1: having me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For
0: killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.